0: Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Newstalk. It's likely that the federal right to an abortion is coming to an end in the United States. I spoke to an expert on corporate behaviour, Professor Muhammad Elahi from Quinnipiac University, and asked him what big US companies would do if Roe v. Wade was overturned.
1: I think there is a very high probability that Roe v. Wade will be repealed. And in the in that case, corporate business America, cor- uh, they will have to uh, come up with some new strategies because all businesses have multiple constituents. They need to keep their employees happy. They need to keep the politicians happy. They need to keep their customers happy. And if some of the states, uh, which we call a red states in the south, And southwestern part of the U.S., they ban abortion and other reproductive services. Once the Roe versus Wade is repealed, it will be a state responsibility. So there is a high probability they will ban or severely restrict. But still, there will be a demand from the employees. So many big businesses, and I would say not just big businesses, even small and medium-sized businesses, they might change their benefit policies because... About half of the workforce, they are women and increasingly they are higher educated and they are the ones who seek more access to reproductive services. So many businesses, they may pay for their employees expenses for reproductive services that could be carried out in the northeastern part of the U.S., what we call blue states. But it is also possible that they would pay for such services that could be offered in foreign countries because some of the states, they are planning to restrict access to reproductive services to such an extent that even companies located elsewhere in the U.S., they cannot provide service to any resident of a red state. And if that becomes the reality, in that case, many people would simply fly to another country. And I can see many businesses springing up uh, near the U.S.-Mexican border. I think Mexico will be a winner. There will be many businesses. And uh, many American companies already pay for uh, medical services, lodging services, airfare for their employees who go for medical treatment, but other types of medical treatment. For example, Walmart, it would pay for its employees bariatric surgery
0: to lose weight, bariatric surgery, to lose weight and stuff like that. So so abortion is just one huge issue. Some commentators, a professor, had said that the big um, technology companies would simply pull out of those states that banned abortion entirely. And I know Texas is talking about that as well. But that's not going to be the case. What's going to happen?
1: I don't think that will happen. Uh, Because if you look at what has been happening in Texas for the last eight months, at least, there is already an effective ban on abortion in Texas. But we have not seen any exodus by any of the big companies or any company. And we also have to remember that Austin is becoming the new Silicon Valley of the U.S. They've they've moved Austin because they've
0: been priced out of San San Francisco.
1: Exactly. In Texas, the cost of living is low. The regulation is, uh, I would say, it is a less regulated state than California in many ways. So people consider Texas as more user friendly. And Austin has emerged as a big hub, technology hub. And none of these technologies, uh, technology companies would actually leave Texas or for that Some. matter, any of the big Southern states like Florida, Georgia, Arizona, they will stay there. But there is something of a culture war going, Professor,
0: isn't there? We've seen the, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, kind of picking a fight, Disney, for example, over their policy towards their staff. I think a lot of this is political posturing
1: because at the end of this year, there will be midterm elections. Then many uh, governors, they are also keeping an eye on uh, on the 2024 presidential election. So a lot of this are political rhetoric. I don't think there will be a big fight. And business people, they are savvy. They know how to avoid uh, political landmines. So they would provide service to their employees, but at the same time, they would try not to And the to other interesting thing, any of uh, their Professor, is the power
0: of the employees. Gone are the days where, well, if you don't like it, you can get lost. The employees are so valuable, especially in the high-tech sector where skills are required, that staff have all the negotiating power. I cannot agree more with you. There is
1: a tremendous shortage of skilled people in the U.S. And I would say in the wake of COVID, it's not just the skilled people. Even there is a shortage of semi-skilled and unskilled workers. As a result, the pendulum has swung in favor of the employees now they have higher bargaining power right now. And also if you look at the composition of the workforce, 30 or 40 years ago, most of the workers, and I would say especially uh, executives, they were all men, but now it's a different story. There are many executives who are women and their number is increasing. Even if you look at the boardroom, their number is increasing. And if you visit any U.S. University, you will find more female students than male students. So the result is we find more and more women at the higher echelon of business organizations. So when there are more women in the executive rank of companies, when there are more women in the boardroom, they can shape policies.
0: And that was Professor Mohammed Alahi from Quinnipiac University.